It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chuck P.G., where that journey begins. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with your hosts, Karen Frazier and me, Chucky G. Good evening, Miss Karen. Hello. hello. I noticed that you did, you did, you almost did the, the, the Monty Python <laughs> hello. Hey, everyone. Hello, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be all weird tonight, folks. I was doing like voices earlier. So if I, if I slip into Pop, Popeye or Scooby Doo, just, just roll with it. Okay. Um, Speaking in tongues, I'll sprinkle my computer screen with holy water and hope it's going. Better. Yeah, I'd be like, "What's Chucky e. G saying?" Like, what the hell is that guy talking about? Um, so tonight, our guest is a Mr. Peter James Headland. Amongst other things, he is the lead investigator and president of Lone Star Spirits Paranormal Investigations, or you can know them as LSSPI. He's also an advanced certified clinical hypnotherapist. We're going to pick his brain tonight, folks. We're going to pick it about everything par- pick it about everything paranormal. We're going to do some paranormal picking. Paranormal picking, folks. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, so no, I, I, and of, of course, I have uh, post-it notes all over the place because I was reading up on them and you know checked out the website. And there's a really cool picture I got to ask him about too. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. So, Karen, how are things with you these days? Are they a little spinny? <laughs> well, you know, I've always been a little bit dizzy, but now I'm actually like physically dizzy as well. So, <laughs> well, I hope it's getting better. Um, well, as long as I don't make any sudden moves with my head, I, you know, it's, it's a self-limiting thing. It'll go away eventually. So I'm doing something, some kind of maneuver, the Epley maneuver or something for it. Um, and yeah, you know, I'll live. So, Hey, guess what we, well, go ahead. What? No, no, go ahead. What? What? I was going to say, guess what we did Sunday? What did you do Sunday? Well, we decided on Saturday to do it. So Sunday was the 105 year anniversary of the Wellington Avalanche. And oh, there's not very much snow up there this year, so we went. I saw some pictures. Yeah. First I thought I was going to say, this is my 150-year anniversary with Jim. I'd be like, what? How old are yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. Man, I'm telling you. No, I saw pictures. Uh, you guys were there and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, any, any, any activity or anything while you yeah, were there? Yeah, we had, it. we had a few things. One of the things that happens up there is you go to take a picture, and it takes the picture for you. Um, really? Yeah, and that happens a lot, and it never happens anywhere else with my cameras or my cell phone. And it's happened to other people, too, not just me, so I'm not making this up. And um, But what was really interesting is it happened to me three times, and I was using my cell phone. And you know how, um, like, if you hold your cell phone sideways, it orients sideways. If you hold your cell phone up and down, it, so, it orients that way. So yeah, right. the three pictures that it took, um, mm-hmm. it wouldn't orient them right in the frame. So, like, it would orient it sideways, so I would have to turn my head sideways to look at the picture. <laughs> and but oh, it was only God. it was only those three pictures. Really? Did, did anything like appear? Uh, wow, that's really. Um, no, we didn't really. Think, um, we didn't see anything. Um, mm-hmm. Melissa had somebody touch her butt, and that's kind of actually fairly common. <laughs> they like they like she's a cute little twenty three year old, and they like the cute girls up there. Um, and, um, Andy, who was with us, had a really interesting reaction. 
Um, and he's a pretty cheerful, happy guy. And we stepped in the snow shed and mm-hmm. he was in tears. And the entire time we was we were in the snow shed, he was fighting tears and just felt this overwhelming sadness. And as soon as we stepped out the other end, it was gone. He was like a different person. Wow. I wish a yeah. ghost had touched my butt. I never get my butt touched ever. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but it never happens, you know. I mean, I yeah, get, I, I don't. I, guys I, I get poked a... in the I get poked in the back and stuff like that, but you know, never, you know. Yeah, I know yeah. a guy who swears he was punched in the nuts by a ghost. <laughs> and the thing is, he is like this huge. He's he's like six 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 seven. We call him Big Scary because he's so yeah. big and and yeah. yeah, he swears he got punched in the nuts by a ghost. <laughs> Well, evidently, someone, evidently, somebody didn't uh, care how big he was. He just popped him right in the schnads. Popped him yeah. in the schnads by a ghost, folks. There That's you go. Right. You, you can't ask for more than that on an investigation. You know? No. I, I mean, know. if you go home, you don't have EVPs. You can say, hey, I got punched in the schnads. That's something, right? I mean, yeah. You know. And then this week, this coming week is the week yes. that we are, um, that, you know, I told you Tom at the museum has requested to be moved on and on a certain yes. date. And that's this Thursday. So. Are you guys gonna Are you guys gonna film all that and stuff too? So like some of us could see um, that, or would it would it be possible? I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it because it seems those things to me seem so very personal. Personal. Well, yeah, but it's like you know, so is a graduation, so is a wedding. They're personal, you know. I mean, why couldn't you? I mean, it's something wonderful. I'll ask, so. I'll ask him if it's okay. Okay. Yeah, because I'd like to see that. Okay. Ask him to say that uh, Chucky e. G wants to know. Because I mean, it'd be kind of cool to be able to to see the process. You know, I think okay, something I'll, positive yeah. in the paranormal. I'll, I'll ask if it's okay and see if it's something that he's comfortable with doing. You know, he's running the show. I mean, I know that sounds really stupid that a dead guy's no. running the show and telling us what to do, but he's mm-hmm. been very clear in his communications. So William Becker and Jay Verberg are coming up, and um, we have. Uh, a Lutheran pastor on our team. So she'll be doing some stuff. And of course I'm a metaphysical minister, so I'll be doing some stuff and um, yeah, cool. it'll be, it'll be good. And don't forget today is the full moon. You know, all the crazy stuff's going on. All the crazies. Even my wife's a little kooky right now and she's blaming on the full moon, but you can put, if you have crystals, put them outside folks. Tonight's a good way to charge up your crystals. Yeah, so. it is. Patty says, yes, that's fine. Yep. That's, yeah, my uh, wife. No, gets, no, no. Patty says yes to the, the filming thing. It's okay. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yes, because I would love to see that. I really would. I mean, I I can't be there right now, so I would like to be a, a that way. I can be a part of it, you know, and see what, yeah. what happens and stuff. So okay. Um. Yeah, and I'm off for four days from work. Woohoo! I'm on vacay right now. Well, good. And so mm-hmm. you're talking to me. Yes. Well, you know, there's no better way to spend my vacation than you and Cheryl. I mean, really, seriously. Come on. Yeah, Get any better yeah. than that, you know? Right. I know. It's so. too bad you couldn't come out here. I'd make you some ribs or something. Mm-hmm. And then I could go check out Wellington, too. That'd be awesome. I know. You know what? Um, we couldn't. We, the one thing that anybody who's listening that lives in Washington or Oregon who's thinking about going up there, I have to tell you, the main road is closed. The back road is open. We were in a Ford F-150 four-wheel drive with the great big huge tires. It's the only reason we were able to get in. Um, if you're in a normal car or a small SUV like I drive, don't even try it. You'll hide side yourself. And But you can park down at Scenic and walk along the old Cascade Highway to get into. And it's about a three-mile walk, uh, railroad grade uphill. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess let's well, – how about if we move on to that wonderful time of the show? Yeah. Cheryl, you – hit it, Cheryl! When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. Okay, well, you know, I have to say it really doesn't get weirder than this. So, 
Um, my first story is first human head transplant could happen in two years. That's right. We could transplant heads in two years. Uh, I like the face on, I love the face on show right at the moment. A radical plan for transplanting a head onto someone else's body is set to be announced, but is such ethically sensitive surgery even feasible? The world's first attempt to transplant a human head will be launched this year at, at a surgical conference in the U.S. The move is called to arms to get interesting parties together to work towards the surgery. The idea was first proposed in 2013. Um, there's a, gentleman by the name of Sergio. He's an advanced uh, neurologist, I think. He wants to use the surgery to extend the lives of people whose muscles and nerves have degenerated or whose organs are riddled with cancer. Now he claims that major hurdles such as fusing the spinal cord and preventing the body's immune system from rejecting the head are surmountable and the surgery could be ready as early as 2017. Uh, he plans to announce the project at an annual conference at the American Academy of Neurological and Orthopedic Surgeons in Indianapolis, Maryland in June. Is society ready for such moments of surgery and does the science even stand up? The first attempt at the head transplant was carried out on a dog by a Soviet surgeon in 1954. Uh, a puppy's head and, and forelegs were transplanted onto the back of a larger dog. Uh, he conducted several surgical attempts but the dogs only survived between two to six days. Uh, so that's what you're looking at. I, what, what's, your, what's, your th- what's your thought process on uh, on this because i mean they're, they're saying with cancer stuff well couldn't cancer like spread to your head and then you move your head to something else and it's just as bad you know what i mean yeah um well i suppose that i mean for me it brings up a lot bigger issues than just the science of it the science yes. of it makes me wonder but but you know where does consciousness sit in your body is your brain where your consciousness is or is your brain just like a, a cpu sort of um right. so so to me um I always sort of think about things like this. I mean, I don't think about transplanting heads onto other people and stuff. <laughs> Neither um, do I. But, but I do wonder, because like I've read books, science fiction books, about where they take um, somebody's every memory that they have and mm-hmm. every experience that they have, and they download it into a computer. And so does that person live on because their consciousness is part of the computer now? And so I just I wonder about things like that, like where consciousness sits and how um, something like this would affect consciousness because I yes. think I'm more than my brain, and I mm-hmm. think my entire body is part of my experiences. Mm-hmm. So if you put my brain on somebody else's body, I'm not me anymore, am I? Right, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I, I kind of feel the same way. I was thinking, you know, that's 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 just really. I think you know we're getting to the point where we shouldn't be doing certain things. You know what I mean? And I think that would be. I mean, I understand the basic concept of trying to do good. You know, I get that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, me, it's just like I think you know things are are are, are for a certain way, and you you shouldn't be monkeying monkeying around. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. I mean, we have illnesses, and and um, this always sounds trite, and I always need to be careful when I say this because I don't want anyone to think that I'm minimizing an illness or anything, um, mm-hmm. or you know, trying to you know paint it with a sunshiny picture because illness sucks Mm -hmm. Um, but we have illnesses for a reason and we learn something from those illnesses I believe and we have situations in our life for a reason and we learn things and so I I actually believe that we prolong life for too long um, and and there's no quality of life and if my head is transplanted onto some other body 
how's my quality of life? Maybe if it's like on a supermodel's body or somebody with, you know, big gazungas <laughs> or something. But Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right, well, here's another one for you. Owl terrorizes the town in the Netherlands. That's right. There's an owl. They're terrorizing people right now. Okay, so residents have been going out at night wearing protective headgear following a spat of owl attacks. The town of Pomerend in the Netherlands made headlines this week after it was revealed that dozens of its residents have suffered head injuries over the last month as a result of attacks by an aggressive owl that has been living in the vicinity. That's right, folks. We now have owl bullies. Um, on Tuesday, the European Eagle Owl attacked two runners, one of which required stitches for a head wound. Uh, a home for the disabled has uh, a home for the disabled for crying out loud has been targeted by the bird, with several workers and residents being attacked after going outside after dark. During the day, there's no problem, but at night we only venture out. We don't venture outside unless we're armed with umbrellas, helmets, and hats. Anything really to protect ourselves. Uh, the bird, which belongs to the largest owl species in the world, typically eats small birds and mammals, weighing up to three kilograms and has a wingspan of up to 1.8 millimeters or meters across. It is believed that its strange behavior may either be the result of its being bred in captivity or due to abnormally heightened hormone levels brought on by the beginning of the mating season. We are advising people to stay away from the aisle, said a local council spokesman. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay, I know they've been uh, attacking people and ripping their heads off. So I'm going to tell you, just stay away from the aisle, okay? Yeah, just, wow. just don't, don't, yeah. don't fly. It was so helpful. Just stay away from it. Really? Seriously? I already got that. I saw the neighbor getting his head ripped off. I think I'll stay away from it. Well, I, I, think, what, I think what it is is I think that it's one of two things. Either the owl has an eating disorder and mm-hmm. wants to eat more than it, it possibly can, or mm-hmm. it has like a depth perception problem, and so it thinks that these big, giant people are actually mice. Those are my... Yeah, that's good. Mice. I never thought of it. It's like, ooh, look, it's a mouse. And it's a guy's head. So, yeah, that's really bad. All right. And, and the last like, one. Ooh, bonanza. <laughs> yeah, the guy's screaming, giant owl on his head. Now, the, the last one is, I'm sorry, but it's kind of funny. Because if you saw the picture with the lady face down with this thing on top of her, you would be laughing. All right. Robot vacuum tries to eat a woman's head. I swear to God. Okay. You know, it's like Zumba. <laughs> you know, I thought that happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it says. Uh, Elon Musk and Stephen Hawking both warned us that artificial intelligence would be what ends humanity. Last week, a South Korean woman was attacked by her robot vacuum cleaner. Does this spell the beginning of the end? The innocent woman unsuspectedly purchased her robot vacuum to relieve her daily stresses and not have to worry about vacuuming her floors. But instead, the 50-year-old robot servant turned on her while she was taking a nap. The woman whose name can't be revealed, presumably for her own safety, I don't know, like the robot's going to get other robots to come get her, was unable to free herself from the machine after it sucked up and trapped her hair. It may look innocent, but it turned uh, it could turn on you in a moment, it said. The attack lasted several minutes before she was able to stop it. The woman immediately phoned the local emergency services. The fire department soon showed up to complete a daring desperate rescue paramedics were also involved in the operation helping to remove the evil robot this is how it was written the evil robot from the woman's head she was lucky to escape any serious injury however the fate of her previous faithful machine is unknown korean bizware notes that in cultures like south korea it's common for people to take naps on the floor leaving them more vulnerable to vicious robot vacuum cleaners like this dun 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 so there you go folks don't lay down when you got the Zumba. Or is it, is it a Zumba, Zumba or a boom? Roomba. Roomba. Zumba Sorry, is Zumba. the dance aerobics. Oh, yeah, that's it. Roomba. Yeah, so Roombas, yeah. Will, they're evil robot vacuum cleaners, and they'll eat your faces and your heads. So don't lay on the ground. There you go. 
You now, know, how's it that seems for some like interesting every news? week we have some kind of conversation about face ripping things. <laughs> was, were we talking about face ripping chimpanzees <laughs> last week? Yes, this week yes. Face ripping robots. I, 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 I sense a theme. I, 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 I just feel that everything that wants to kill you goes for the noggin. It's a noggin thing. I don't know what it is. Well, but the good news is is that you yes. could take somebody else's head if your body's still in really good condition and your, yeah. your head gets ripped off by an yeah. owl or a there robot. There you go. Somebody there else's go. body, poop, right on top. Yep. There you go. Just, yeah, you get a new head and you're back to normal. See no how I brought Roombas. that all together? I know. That was yeah. nice, huh? Ro- killer robots, killer owls. Man, we live in a creepy world, and folks. And head transplants. And head transplants. Well, I've seen that movie, The Two-Headed Man. That's kind of creepy. I With wonder. Rosie Greer. Yeah. I wonder if they could replace my head with a head of lettuce or a head of cabbage. Well, as long as it doesn't have any negativity in it, because we already talked about that, didn't we, Cheryl? We had it on uh, the show I had before, where these people were walking around with cabbages, putting their negativity into the cabbages to make them feel better. Oh, that's right. No, and mm-hmm. I try to be a very happy, positive person, so I probably don't, don't want a cabbage no. with the negativity. Because no. you'd be walking around with this giant cabbage, and I'd go, hey, Karen, you'd be like, get away from me, leave me alone, I'm a head of cabbage, leave me alone. you like, okay, whatever, jeez. I'm a head of cabbage with cauliflower ears. <laughs> Be like, chill, sister. Squash hair. Man, why don't you just remove some of those leaves and let it low. Let it out. Let it flow. Radish lips. No, no, no. Red pepper lips. <laughs> Red pepper lips? No way, man. I can't handle that. Spicy and olive stuff. eyes. And olive eyes. There you go, and folks. So, so that's some really weird paranormal news, I tell you. And I didn't notice the theme about the head stuff. I'm going to have to look back and see. I don't know why that is. But it was funny because you saw. Yeah, the late. I have to get the picture. I'm I saw that. I, I actually Did saw you the see picture. It? Yeah, I, I she's laying face down. Right the things now. on her head. The, the paramedics are around her trying to. It's it's all right. It's this little circular vacuum. It, it yeah, not upper hair. Scissors, I'm sure it hurts, but just scissors, scissors and cut the dang thing. Well, she probably didn't want to lose her weave, you know. <laughs> I mean, I have my own issues with vacuum cleaners because I talked about it on my other show, uh, you know, where they, for some reason, vacuum cleaners, really, let's just get into this really quick, okay? I know uh, this is not paranormal, but we're going to talk about vacuum cleaners, folks, so okay. just bear with me. Um, vacuum cleaners tick me off because all they do, like when you're trying to vacuum up dirt, you That's go bastards. over and over. Yeah, but you go over and over and over. It doesn't pick up crap. No, but it, as soon as I get near a cord, like my alarm clock or something, oh, sucks that baby right up. In fact, I was vacuuming the other day, and I'm not kidding you. I, I went over the the vacuum cleaner cord itself because I was trying to spin around really quick. It pulled it out of the wall and shut my vacuum off. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Seriously. It's actually pretty good. So. so I was down there yelling at the vacuum. My wife's going, who are you yelling at? I'm, I'm yelling at the vacuum. Leave me alone. That's what I My said. vacuum is one of those that does not lose suction. I'm, I'm sorry, what? It's a it's a Dyson. <laughs> they do not lose <laughs> suction. They don't, That's, they don't lose suction. Okay, I see. That is what they say in the commercials, you dirty old pervert. <laughs> I'm not. A, I was just asking. You were so laughing I mean, at the word suction. <laughs> I know you. I'm a guy. Come on, Bob. If you're out there, you know you were laughing at the word suction, too. Give me a break. You know, but I, 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 are they like, are the, I heard those are really expensive though. Those uh, about four or $500. Yeah. Oh, for a vacuum cleaner to yes. pick up dirt. Yes. But here's the thing. I only have to run over things once and it never sucks up the cord. Well, and I've never right. had to yell at it. 
Well, all right then. Yeah, just don't ever lay down because if it's got some good suction, your head's gone, sister. It's, it's not gone. A, it's not a robot. <laughs> and, and, you know, Jim's I know. You know what's going to happen is I'm going <laughs> to lay down on the floor to do some yep. yoga or something, and my back is going to look and see me and fire up and, <laughs> and come after me. Jim's going to come home and just see your feet sticking out of the Dyson. What the heck happened to Karen? You know what, though? Here's the thing is if my feet are sticking out of the Dyson and it's still running, it lost suction. Didn't oh it? my god yes it did it lost a section right after it ate karen there you go <laughs> so <laughs> so people whatever you do keep your vacuums locked in your closet because they're dangerous evil beings that will eat your face okay now that we cleared it up on on our show you know that's the important stuff we talk about here at paranormal underground radio in the dark i know i know well you know the thing <sighs> with the lady's hair so did when when i was a little kid we had these little tops they were called mm-hmm. wizards do you remember wizards you would like um you would run them along the floor and charge them up and they'd go Ree! and they'd spin yeah. and they kind of did this and so my dad used to pretend he was putting them on my little sister's head and yeah. I saw that and so I put it on my little sister's head for real but he had his hand down but I was too stupid to know oh, that because I was a kid no. and I oh yeah she had we she had to have like she had a bald spot Oh Courtesy my of me. lord! That's yeah, that's like put- why she doesn't like me now. Yeah. Well, yeah, you spun like a top thing on her head. I and was like a chunk six. Of- lord, she was scarred for life. She has know. plenty of hair now. <laughs> so on the her bald- upper lip, on her chin. Yeah. Oh my lord! Seriously, I'm just she's my sister. I love her. She she's fine. All right. I'm sorry to uh, sorry about your uh your I'm sorry to your sisters. To Sister Fraser, or really sorry. I don't know her first name, so I just say Sister Fraser. What's her first name? Um Can Jenny. Jenny? Jenny. Jenny. Well, it's not Fraser anyway, so cuz that's your last no, name. No, so. no, no. Her last name is Jim. I'm sorry. Her last name her is last Jim. Her last name is Jim. Her her not, husband she you, married she married a guy with the last name Jim and I married a guy with the first name Jim. Are you messing with me? No, but you know what's even weirder is in first grade, my boyfriend's name was Kenny Karen. Can you imagine if I had to marry him? <laughs> Karen Karen? That's right. Oh, wow. That'd be something. Yeah. Well, Jenny Jim's kind of kind of kooky. Jenny Jim? That's kinda, yeah, but it's kind of cool to say, though. Jenny Jim, Jenny Jim, Jenny Jim. That's right. That's right. Karen Karen would be a lot weirder because people well, would be yes. confused. They'd be like, is that your first name or your last name? I'm really confused. Uh, there you go. Either you, you, you pick. Now, if my middle name, if my middle name was also Karen, maybe Karen, 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 or maybe like Karen, Sharon, Karen. Oh, that'd be kind of cool, Karen, Sharon, Karen. Speaking of weird name, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to tell you what my middle name was. If you care, what is care? Yeah, it's Ger, it's Gerald, it's Charles Gerald Gerald Gotsky. My middle name is Lynn, which is really boring. Is it Lynn? Cheryl's what's your what's your middle name? Cheryl, come on, give it up. Lynn. Come on. Yeah, hey. Does yours have an E on the end of it? No. No, but here's the thing. Cheryl and I, I'm a few years older than Cheryl. Well, probably more than a few. But right around, but we're of the same generation. And Mm -hmm. Lynn was like a really, everybody's middle name was either Lynn, Anne, or Lee. And guess what my my sister's middle names are? Anne and Lee. My parents were not creative, but that's okay because my, my husband, Jim, his brothers are Bob and Steve, so his parents weren't terribly creative with names either. Well, yeah, look at mine. I have two brothers, Chuck, Tom, and Ken. Please, seriously? Really? You couldn't have dug a little deeper? You know, it could be no. like Ramon 
There's something cool like Ramon. I am Ramon. You are such Ramon. a Ramon. That's right. I would have liked. I think that my parents should have named me Noriko. I'm Noriko. Noriko. I like that. We should like. We should make up fake names and then just one night just call each other fake names all night. Uh, good evening. This is Ramon and Noriko on Paranormal Gun Radio in the Dark with our. Uh, and I don't even know what the, we could call Cheryl Lynn. We'll just call her Lynn. And our producer Lynn will be helping us this evening. Come on. What name did you always want, Cheryl? Come on, Cheryl. Give it to us. Well, for some strange reason, I wanted Susie. <laughs> hey, I did too. But yeah. You, know, I think, I, you know what I think Cheryl's what? name should be? What? Peroska. Peroska? Yes. Peroska. Yes. This does, is Ramon Norica. I can't from? say it. This is Ramon Norico. and Norica. Norico with our, our producer, Peroska. It sounds like a progi. I think it's Russian. I think it's a Russian name. I had. I went like, to school with a little girl named Peroska. It kind of grows sounds on like you. Uh, what sounds like something you call like pasta? <laughs> some, uh, no, it's like a Russian <laughs> woman, a Russian girl's name, Peroska. That's crazy. You guys are both Lins. That's what you are, Lynn and Lynn. Hi, this is Chuck with Lynn and Lynn. I'm go. Lynn with an E. She's yeah. not. Oh well, sorry. Does that make you special? Because you have a, you have an E. I have an extra an extra vowel. <laughs> so if anybody is on on Wheel of Fortune and they want to buy a vowel, I got one to sell. Here you go, baby. Yeah. Uh oh. Look at this. Oh man, it's already time for break. This is it this is stuff. break. It's probably best. Um, we're very uh, to our listeners. We'd like to apologize for the last fifteen minutes or so of this show. Um, oh, they love it. It's just what we do. So, hey, we are going to go to break. We're going to come back with Peter James Haviland. I, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good. And um, so, stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Chucky G and me, the K Fraz. Yeah. All right. Hey, everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Frazier. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on hazyradio.com. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal, where Paranormal Street Talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you too can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. 
This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at AuthorKarenFraser.com. Hey, Hazy Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Babies, you gotta just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun rises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. You gotta know, you gotta get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
Hello, this is Patty Valdez with South Sound Paranormal Research, and you're listening to Chucky G and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hello, we are back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with the lovely host, Miss Karen Frazier, and me, Chucky G. Uh, the song you just heard was Evelyn by Driftglass. Okay, now, before we move on to our Wait, guests, wait, I just have to issue a warning to our listeners. Chuck is coming in hot. Okay, go. Okay, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Chad in the chat that was telling me to be respectful slash no spams, no links unrelated okay. to the show's current on the air. Power's <laughs> gone to, the power has gone to his head. Go on. And all I was saying was, Bob was saying, someone was saying, I think it was Bob was saying something about, ooh, it was more fun last week because, you know, Karen was talking about her exes. And I just said, no, I like the show. And I don't understand why he got all, uh, like, uh, I don't know, bossy and just puts his big Power. Whatever, man. Whatever. Bring the head down. There all right. You, you better now, Chuck. Do you feel, you feel <clears throat> yeah. better? I'm, all I'm right. feeling better now. Now that our guest has heard how just how petty we can be on the show, let's go <laughs> ahead and introduce him, huh? Sure. This uh, guest that we have here, his name is Peter James Heveland, and I'm going to call him Pete this evening. So, Pete, are you there? I am here. Good evening, Pete. And how are you this evening? I'm doing great, and I am listening to you. Uh, who is in trouble now? <laughs> Chad. That would be Chad, Chad. our publisher. Yes. Bad, Chad. Bad. Go put See, your head down somewhere. That's Thank right. You. Thank you, That's Pete. Right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Chuck, we're, Chuck we're, doesn't we're, usually usually get mad. He the gods will come it. down and smite you, Chad. Uh-huh. You are right. you have been smited for threatening to ban the radio host. I know he's going to ban me from my from own the show. Chat room. I'm going to send evil. Oh, vac- that is bad, Chad. I'm going to send evil vacuums to his you. house. I think Pete, we get some evil vacuums, send them over there, suck them up. That's it. We're done. Yeah, they, they suck. Yeah, that's bad. That yeah. is a bad right, thing. Cool. Awesome. All right. So, anyways, to move into the world of the paranormal, you enough are about the, us. Now we're yes. talking about you. Yes, we're going to talk about you. Um, so, you are the lead investigator that's and president of Lone. First, that's not the first time that's ever happened. It's probably won't be the last time. <laughs> I, I thought well, my ears were burning. Well, it's okay. We'll, we'll we'll try to we'll try to keep it on the topic of the paranormal right now. God, but you okay, are the, do your worst. You are the lead investigator and president of Lone Star Spirits Paranormal Investigations. I love to just say that. L-S-S-P-I. So I'd like to know a little bit about you because I, I know you're, I think you've been on the show before, but I wasn't here. So uh, uh, can you but share you a little ask, bit? ask, you cannot unhear it. That's okay. Well, I'm we're, ready. we're used to that, so it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. All right. I'm just warning you. Okay. Warning Roll you. it out, buddy. Roll it out. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well. Um, I am a hypnotherapist and a parapsychologist. Okay. Um, I have uh, been in the field for a little over 25 years. Uh, I've been uh, Lone Star's um, lead investigator uh, since 96, and we've had a web presence since 97. So we've been around since probably God's has been a small child here in Texas. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, let's see. 
Do you guys carry um, guns with you when you're on investigations? Because you are the lone star. Uh, no, no. Although I do have a story about uh, us going in the uh, Baker Hotel when it was open. With uh, we had a uh, investigator that w- that was happened to be carrying at the time. She was a uh, <laughs> ATF agent, and uh, there was a uh, a loud ruckus that had happened, and she did draw on a ghost. Uh-oh. I've seen somebody do that too. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I stepped in front of her and uh, calmed her down. I was like, and I told her, I said, "What the hell are you going to shoot at? There's nothing there." Calmed mm-hmm. her down, and everything was fine. Um, now, um, the, what I what I do when I go out and I work a case. Is I concentrate on working with the person first. Uh, I concentrate on more along the lines of being a parapsychologist. I work with, uh, you know, seeing, uh, dealing with the person, dealing with their, uh, seeing that their their ability, how they affect the environment. Um, you know, work on seeing if they have a PK ability. Um, and, and work, and, and if they don't, then I concentrate on the actual, if there's actual haunting ability, uh, haunting activity around them, mm-hmm. you know, then I, then I look at, you know, the, uh, the structural environment and things like that, and we kind of spy, we kind of spiral out from there. Okay. So it's, so, you know, that's, that's kind of how we do things. <laughs> Yeah, that was my question. Was you know what's what's your mindset kind of a, a thing? So you you say you center on the person first, if you know if if there's a person there versus like just location, and then you kind of move out to like history claims and such like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it, yeah. So it's per, it's person. Well, it, it's person. Then 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 well, actually, it's person structure. Then then actually then it's. Uh, uh, then, then it's the events, you know, if mm-hmm. it's, uh, if it's, um, uh, you know, uh, place memory, uh, which is, um, yeah, um, you know, residuals, you know, res- residual hauntings, intelligent right. hauntings, you know, stuff like that. And, and certain kind of spiraling out from there. Well, okay. I want to start with the PK phenomena because, um, of course it's also commonly known as poltergeist phenomena. And I think that there's a whole lot of misconceptions about that, like it's always a teenage girl and things like that. So, so, um, can you give me kind of your best parapsychologist description of, of PK phenomena and how and why it could possibly be occurring? PK phenomena is what our subconscious mind puts out into our environment. Um, due to stressful conditions or traumatic events, it's kind of like what it's um, a uh, it's like a psychic temper temper tantrum, and what it, what it basically is is uh, energy thought forms put into the environment through uh, triggered um, events or from people. And it is um, picked up through either our psychic awareness or manifested into physical uh, phenomena, um, and it can rep- and, and it can look like actual haunting phenomena, but it's but it's not. It's it's actual thought form broadcasted and broadcast into our environment. 
So follow up, follow up to that really quickly. So I know, like when I've talked with, um, like Lloyd Auerbach, for instance, he says that. Um, who, 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 who is my who is my mentor? Yeah. Okay. So you're probably going to agree exactly with what what Lloyd has told me then, which is that mm-hmm. things like EVP and um, things captured on video, captured on film, are um, a result of PK as well because uh, a a spirit that would be there doesn't have vocal cords to make mm-hmm. a sound that you hear. Therefore, it has to be a PK imprint on a recording medium. Do I have that right, or am I totally misconstruing? That, that is that is that that's correct. That is one theory, and the reason being is okay. There was a gentleman by the name of Ted Sirios that was back in the late '60s, early '70s, that under lab conditions could place thought form onto Polaroid film and could reproduce it under lab conditions. And given that, if he could place thought form onto film, why can't EVP, which is audio, be placed onto tape? So does that arise out of... So so say I'm on an investigation, and I come up with all sorts of EVPs. Is it because I want to find those EVPs, and so I'm imprinting them somehow? Is my my desire creating enough energy to do that, or how is that happening? Well, the question is, is that, um, well, see, now, when you're dealing with EVPs, there's, uh, and there and there are some EVPs that um, are incredible EVPs. I'm not taking away from the fact that you know, you're going to have some samples of EP, EVPs that you listen to and you, you you listen to it and you're like, I don't know where the hell that came from. I'm not taking away from those samples. But there's, there's, there's those other ones that are so generic that, you know, that it has nothing to do with the case. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no um, defining, there's no defining of anything that has to do with your case and so how do you place that in the area? So how, how can you not say that maybe it isn't a subconscious thought from somebody? Now, could it, right. well, could it be like, so a, I, I'm just, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not taking, I, I'm not trying to sell you a car here. I'm no, just no, no. saying, no, I, I'm just saying it, it, it's a thought. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very interesting thought. I I was just going to say that is it possible that then sometimes uh, if it if it truly is a spirit that's coming forward to whatever speak to you, could the spirit be going through you as the host to then help to project well, it then, onto? But then, the, you're, but then you're talking about mediumship, right? Well, yeah, I know right. what that is because I am a medium. But I mean, but but yeah, I'm, but, but, I'm, but yeah, but I mean, then, then you're talking about a, a type of mediumship. And if you're talking about mediumship, why would it why would it be placed on tape if you're if if you can if you can perform mediumship? I've actually well, had ghosts say that to me. Why do you want me to talk into your recorder? You can hear me. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, see, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just saying, if you can perform mediumship, why would you want them to talk on tape? Maybe maybe you want them so other people can hear it that don't have mediumship. Maybe you want to share it with that's someone else. That's what I usually or... tell them. Yeah. Well, no, um, I'm just saying that's yeah, honestly. That's no, seriously, what that's what I usually tell them. So, mm-hmm. um, so if and, 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 and my well, and my, and my next thing would be is that 
on some of these EVPs that are out there are filtered so heavily that it's up to interpretation onto yeah. what they're saying. Oh, and yeah. then when you get and when you give an audio cue of what a person's um interpretation of it of what they're saying, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you you give a okay, you give a sample to somebody and they mm-hmm. said and they, they and you give it to them and you say, Hey, see uh, see if this says Bob goes to the store. Mm-hmm. Now you give them that audio cue. Now you've already told them what it says. Now mm-hmm. with the way that our brain works is that okay, they've heard you say Bob goes to the store. Now mm-hmm. th- that sample, if it's close to what it's that audio cue of mm-hmm. Bob goes to the store or any any semblance of what that is, mm-hmm. then um, you're going to hear that. Bob goes to the store because our ear hears it tries to make some semblance out of chaos. Sure. So it's going to try it's going to try to reach for something. Right. Well, so, that's why so when you're so it's going to try to it's so the first thing it's going to go for is that audio cue and then you're going to hear well yeah I hear it because even if you don't you're going to you're trying to reach for something or you're going to try or you're going to hear something else that might right. hear might be something close but you're going to you're going to try to get something it's like when i do hypnosis and people want to um do past life regression and um they they want to they want so badly to know um what their past life was well not everybody has a past life but and I and I and, and I tried to go for um, name states, places, and events, and their subconscious is just digging up nothing. And I get and I get you know uh, generics, you know, you know, and I can't keep keep to keep going back to Bob and Sally and all this other stuff because there's just nothing there. Right. And you know, um, so uh, you know, so it, it just it's false memory. Right. Well, so, it's, it's cryptomnesia is what it is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. if it, yeah, if somebody pulls up, you know, because I've I've heard of that happening where somebody pulls up something and, you know, they're like, okay, well, this is fairly specifically verifiable. I know that there was this kind of house during this period and all of that. Well, did you know that before? Did you read about it? It's because we, we experience all sorts of things that we forget. Mm-hmm. And right. in hypnosis, they become very easily accessible. And so, yeah, you create a memory out of something that you, you once learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so I want to go back to the EVPs for a sec. Sorry, sure. Chuck. Do you want to do? Are, are you okay, Chuck? You look like you're yeah. just getting ready to talk, and I. No, 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 no. I just want to ask. I just want to ask my question. Go ahead. You finish okay. first. Okay. So I want to go back to the EVPs for a minute because. Um, so, I want to go back to the EVPs too. Cool. So in in your initial <laughs> definition, in your initial definition of what you said, you said that it comes from um, a traumatic event or something like that. The PK does in your initial definition of pk right. and it's living it's living agent i i don't know if you use that word but i believe that you said something along those lines okay so um i just going to give you a for instance and of course i know you've not heard the evp i'm talking about you don't know anything about the case but i'm just going to give you a for instance because i want to know all of the possible explanations that you can come up with for something like this happening. Because what I want to know is, can a ghost PK imprint something as well? So we're out um, somewhere. I, we're, I, I, I feel that if you're dealing with 
the conscious mind having survived mm-hmm. death, um, I think that there's a possibility that um, that probably that it, it, yes, then you probably if, if the conscious mind if you have if you have a a conscious mind a, 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 if you have a, a conscious that has survived death, yeah, then it's po- it's possible then you could probably have something like something like that. Uh, like a ghost doing that, yes. Okay. If that's what you're asking me. Okay, yeah, I am, but I want to get even, I want to drill down into it a little more because a lot of people um, think all if sorts of things put, are EVPs. If you, put, if you can prove, though, that the, that you're dealing with the conscious that has survived death, and yeah. that's getting names, dates, places, and events, yeah. and researching yeah, yeah. That, that you're dealing with that, yes. Right, right. So, but a lot of people think a lot of things are EVPs, and you mentioned that. You know, there are some things that are just really nonspecific. I mean, I, you know, we always work with high definition recorders because mm-hmm. I feel that um, they, you're less likely to misrepresent somebody shuffling their foot or pulling up a zipper for a whisper, for instance, uh, with like a, a Zoom H4 or a Zoom H2 or any of those really high def, mm-hmm. good quality recorders. But so, um, what? So if I, you know, I'm, the problem, the problem with the, uh, with such high definition recorders though, is that they're so high def that they do pick up a lot of, uh, a lot of sounds around them. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm trying to find out is in evaluating an EVP, mm-hmm. um, so I, so just pretend that I've never in paranormal investigated before and I've got my trusty recorder and I'm going, I find, out, that, I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, and I'm going, well, we're pretending. Okay, okay, I'll pretend. So I'm going out into a haunted house, and I've got my trusty recorder, and I get home, and I hear these things on my recording. What criteria should I use to evaluate those to rule out things? Because, um, you know, I think a lot of the results we get in paranormal investigation are wishful thinking because we want to believe and we want to prove and we want to. So, and especially if I'm new, the newer I am, the more I want that because the less experienced I am with understanding other things that can make noises on my recorder. So what criteria as a brand new investigator who has a shiny new recorder and has some really interesting things on it, what criteria do I use to determine whether that's me just wishing it was something or that it might be something? Um, I would first look at um, how you recorded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would look at the questions you answered. I mean, you asked what type of questions were they? Were they good questions that would yield you the responses that are um, research worthy I would I would uh, look at your controls of your recording mm-hmm. I, I would look at your video of your controls to make sure that nobody came in during the recordings to make sure right. that you didn't have anything and anybody or anything um, contaminating your recordings, and I say that I because I mm-hmm. normally um, I I try to have a recorder going. Uh, I don't I don't know how you do it, but I you know I I try to have my guys um, do it one of two ways. Okay, I either have a 
empty recorder going for a small amount of time just as uh, an, an open recorder to try to see if you could catch capture sound. Mm-hmm. Or or I have a question and answer. And the question mm-hmm. and answer usually is uh, how you know however long you want to you want to uh, sit there and dissect your sound, uh, dissect your uh, your um, your uh, your um, interview. Mm-hmm. I, I usually I usually suggest no more than about a three minute interview. Okay. Three to five. Okay. Three to five. Okay. Five minute max. And that's a long time because you're going to be on headphones going through all your stuff. Names, dates, places, events. Um, you know, that's, but that's me. Everybody's right. different. Right. Right. Uh, we do, we do ambient sound recordings. First we leave, <laughs> just leave recorders running so we can hear. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would suggest also um, charge your area first before you record. Um, if you know the research of the area, if it's like a 1950s house, maybe play some play some music of the area uh, of the time, and uh, to uh, get some get some energy up to try to get to try to get some some energy up that might help you record um, to, to get your best time. If you know more about the person uh, that you're trying to record, if it was a traumatic event, um, and if you know what happened, if uh, try to try to put try to place some um, something in there that they might um, identify with some trigger objects. Mm-hmm. Try help. Try to help with the recording. If it, and that would also help to know that if you're dealing with a, um, uh, a conscious mind surviving death, uh, if they if, if they're no if they if they see the trigger object, maybe it might help. Now, if you're reco- if you're if you're listening to it and you're you're going through it, me personally. Uh, while I'm listening to it, I look for stuff that is blatant. Okay, um, I, I you know there's no harm, no foul, and stuff that is unrecognizable, but still within the um, still within the realm of being an EVP. But but. Um, you, you don't need to filter it down so it sounds like a robot. Yeah, no, okay. I don't. I don't there's, filter any of my EVPs actually. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's. I mean, there's no. There's no harm in saying we caught an EVP that is that we can't tell what it is, but it's still within. It's still. It's still within the frequency of being an EVP. We can't tell what it is. You, mm-hmm. you don't always have to find what it's saying. There's no right. harm in having a sample saying it's an EVP, but it's un, 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 unintelligible. Sure. Um, my, my, you know, my, my thoughts. I okay. mean, there's others out there that try to. There's others, there's others out there that, that want to. Sure. But the ones that the ones that are blatant to me are the ones that are the best. I mean, yeah. I, Sarah, e, Sarah Estep um, caught some of the best EVPs that I've ever heard. 
when she mm. was out at Point Lookout in Maryland. And um, she used a shoebox recorder and a, and a microphone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, I it is the top Does of the hour. Your, does that answer yes. your question? Yes, that was great. We have some questions um, from chat, but we need to take a break. So can you stick around after our break and sure. answer some sure. questions? Great. Sure. So uh, we are talking to Peter James Haviland. We will be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Chucky G and me, Karen Frazier. We'll be right back. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at Paranormal UG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
Hello, this is Paranormal Underground Radio. You're back at In the Dark, of course. This is the Hazy Radio Network. I'm here with Miss Karen Fraser, along with our wonderful guest, Mr. Peter James Havland. We were just chit-chatting about EVPs and all sorts of cool stuff. Um... Let's move on to some other subject, shall we? Let's do it. There's oh, wait, a, we have a, a question qu- in chat. I know. Chuck? I saw you waving at me. There's a question in Chad, Chuck. All right. I have a question for you here. Do you think a person gets more EVPs if they are psychic because the spirit is drawn to them? What do you think, Pete? Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I know. I, I really don't know. I, I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, I don't know how to answer that, honestly, because I, I've, I've seen people that uh, I've worked with people that are that are mediums that try to do try to do EVPs and haven't and have, have had no luck. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with uh, folks that um, that claim to be not mediums and have had uh, really good uh, uh, really good luck with EVPs. So I mean, on on, on some nights, I, I really just think it has to do with. Uh, a person's uh, energy level, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 just I just really think it's just uh, the luck of the draw, honestly. Okay. Now, um, if it has, if they're trying to uh, connect up with the person that they're trying to speak with, mm-hmm. uh, as on an EVP level, then I would say use your gift as a medium and don't do the EVP. Get your information from being a medium. So you're saying not mix the two together, just one or the other kind well, of thing. Well, no, I mean, why, I mean, why try to get the EVP if you can get the EVP through being a medium? I mean, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're trying to get, you're trying to get uh, information um, as why they're there and so forth. I mean, mm-hmm. why, why do that? I mean, other than it's it's kind of like you want to get the it's kind of like you want to get the movie stub that you were there at the movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to kind of ask yourself why are you doing it? Do you want to do it because you want to communicate to find out that they're there? If you have the gift to communicate, use your gift as a medium to communicate instead of instead of doing EVP, which okay. is the movie stub. Does that okay. make sense? Well- yeah, that makes sense. Now, uh, so I'm a psychic medium, and I'm also a paranormal investigator, and I you know, do. I, get, I knew that. And I, I knew that. And I do gather <laughs> EVPs. I do gather I'm EVPs, and uh, uh, I do it, uh, especially if I'm doing residentials and I'm doing dealing with families. Um, okay. You know, I can tell them all day long what I feel and what I'm what's what I'm picking up on, and and tell them that. And you know, of course, they if they believe in me, they're they're going to feel good about that. Well, see, but it's but see, it's but also good for affirmation. For, but you're doing it for confirmation work. Yeah, yes. correct. Yes, right. But at some see, point, that, that, that's that's a whole different thing altogether. Yeah. Right, because that's that's what I that's why I do it. It's to give them confirmation that you know what's going on in their home, and you know it it, it puts more them at ease somewhat. Um, so I mean, to me, I think that's important. Anyways, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Right. But, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. I was just making sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take away from what the question was, but no. it just seemed like to me that the way the question was presented to me was just doing strictly EVP work. Okay. You're pre you're presenting your question to me as as confirmation work, though. Yes, correct. Yeah, cool. Okay. So, all right, so, so I guess uh, I have a question on. Like when you go to a location versus a residential home, do you handle the investigations the same way? Do you, you know, like the, I know you talked at the top of the hour or the top of the show about um, how you go in and how you, you know, you break it down. Do you do the same either way or is it change up? Because if you're doing like a larger location, you're not dealing directly with maybe necessarily people that are in need of help. You know, maybe some like some of the locations we get are just people are just just kind of curious if, you know, what they're really picking up on and they're picking up on versus you know the other stuff so i'm sorry i didn't understand you as far as going into a residential or doing what oh uh, you know like versus the location like say i'm going into uh, a theater you know to check out if you know oh. they say it's oh, okay. haunted you know what well, I mean? so we, that well we okay well we predominantly do residentials uh i really don't go in and do commercial stuff anymore and the reason being is that uh, there's a whole lot of drama going into doing a lot of commercial stuff and uh, we, I, I really don't go in and do that a lot anymore, unless um, you know, unless the, there's some media stuff that um, that presents itself that's in a good positive light. Um, but I normally just do like 99% residential stuff. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. like a half and half. Well, kind of well, you got to. Well, I've been doing this a long time, and 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 uh, I've I've uh, gone and uh, I've done a lot of I've, I've done a lot of commercial stuff. And uh, I've found a lot of fraud in some commercial stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. like bed and breakfast, bed and breakfast, and stuff like that. I mean, I don't yeah. publish it, but I've I've uh, I've gone to them personally and shown them what I found, and uh, and I just don't like to get into the drama of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And okay. so I, so um, I with the residential stuff. At least when we go in and do the residential stuff, whether it's um, it's whether it's misidentification or it's legitimate stuff or it's um, uh, stuff that can be taken care of by it's structural or you know whatever the case may be, um, at least you see your efforts doing something uh, at the end of the day. I mean, so that's mm -hmm. you know so that's what we you know that's what we end up doing. Okay. That's that's a fair answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, when I when I go about doing when I when I when I go out doing the larger venues or whatever you want to call them, um, and I do understand where you say about the fraud and stuff, you have to be very careful about who you're dealing with. Um, on the occasions where I feel it's it's uh, relatively honest, um, you know, I like to go in to try to just understand, I guess, more about the field. You know, try to pick up on how things happen, you know, why they work the way they work. Um, mm -hmm. Because I feel sometimes when I'm in a home, you know, the, my, my, my center has to be on the, in the family and helping them. That's the most important thing. You know, when you go in there, you want to help yeah. whoever's there, you know, uh, whether it's educate. Yeah. yeah. And all that. So I, think it, it, I guess it gives me a little more freedom to kind of try to, to um, lead the other way, you know, and try to understand more about the field I'm in. So that way I can take that information and then move. When I go into residential, I have more, I'm educated myself more in, in helping the people that I'm dealing with. You know, that's the way right. I look at it. Now, when, uh, now, each one of us has a different role. Uh, now, me being more of the parapsychologist in our team, 
You know, mm-hmm. I tend to watch the person. I tend to watch the family unit. I tend to see how they react towards each other uh, during the investigation. I have a lead investigator that tends to run the investigation mm-hmm. and uh, doing the setups and stuff like that. While you know, I'm I'm doing my in, doing my interview and, uh, and 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 observing. You know, and I mm-hmm. observe my, not only my team. But um, the investigation that's going on, as well as the uh, the family, because I'm I'm also looking for cues that go on with that throughout the night to see uh, to see what's what's happening during activity. Uh, I'm watching them to see um, when activity is happening, uh, to see their behavior, to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, to see what is causing what to who, to what times and stuff like that. So I'm yeah. constantly watching stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So while my team is doing what they're doing and setting up and and doing things, I'm just you know I'm steadily watching stuff and I'm mm-hmm. taking yeah. notes and I'm watch and I'm watching trends and and stuff like that. So yeah. it might not look like I'm doing a whole lot, but I actually am. <laughs> no, I, yeah, well, you're like, I like to watch the people in the house and the dynamics and stuff. To me, that's really yeah, interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So you know, so you know, I get so I get a lot of folks looking at me, going, "Well, what the hell are you going to do?" It's <laughs> you don't you don't understand. Number yeah. one, you, I am doing what I'm doing. So and I could sit there and I can tell them you know, the trends, and I can tell them, well, at this time, this happened, and when they did this, at this time, when, at this point, when, at this stress point, this happened, and this, and this, you know, that's what this investigation is about, you know, and it's not so much of lighting the place up like a Christmas tree, and putting cameras out, and watching dust flying around, and thinking it's orbs, it's this, (laughs) And see, that was, that's funny because that was one of my questions was like, I want to know, I always like to ask everybody, what's your take on the orb controversy? I already want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I know it's hilarious. I, I can't, I can't take it serious. So I, I just, but I did, well, uh, but well, I'll, I'll say this, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Orbs are a case by case basis. And I, and the reason why I say that mm-hmm. is because if I've got, if I've got a, uh, a, well, first of all, I don't use KT meters. I, I use mm-hmm. Alpha Labs, okay. Alpha Lab meters, because mm-hmm. they're more sensitive, and um, they've been around since God was a small child, and I, I trust them more than I trust <laughs> KT. Okay. Okay, and that's all I'll say about that. Send me hate mail. I don't care. I won't answer it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, but if I've got if I've got like a, a tri a tri field natural sitting on a uh, sitting somewhere. Um, and and I've got um, and, and I've got uh, an IR camera on something, and I've got a orb flying across my tri-field natural, and my IR, and I'm looking at my IR, and my tri-field fires off when I got that orb going across. Mm-hmm. To me, not only is that showing me that I've got mass, but I have an electromagnetic field that is measuring that orb. So yes. to me, that tells me that for some reason that orb has mass and an, and an electromagnetic field. So mm-hmm. I, to me, that is uh, something that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, I agree. Now, I, I think that I think sometimes when you're in the environment and it's changing because of whatever's happening, that can that can occur. Correct. Well, and there's a big yeah. difference between an orb you see with your naked eye and one that shows up in a photograph. Right now, yes. these pictures that are all over Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. whatever whatever's out there. What, you know, that everybody seems to get when they're going through all these places that you spend $350 a night. Um, and they're, you know, they're so happy that they got an orb. Mm-hmm. 99% of them are dust or bugs. Or a, yeah, or, or a reflection or an artifact. Or, you know, flash, I have to reflect, you, or flash yeah. reflection. Or I've never seen so many orbs that, um, that have different colors. Uh, and I call them mood orbs. Ooh, like um, mood rings. You know, or, yeah, you know, mood rings or whatever. Um, and I think I saw one time somebody even posted that uh, different colors of these, uh, different colors of orbs mean different moods or different things. Uh, yeah. Because evidently these orbs are people and they have different moods. And, mm. if, if, and even if, and I think if for some reason folks, Will blow up these low, um, these these uh, you know the uh, the the, uh, the low uh, resolution orbs, mm-hmm. and uh, there's faces to in fa- there. Try to find faces in them. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, and then they go, "Hey, did you see the face in it?" No, it's it's pareidolia. Yeah. Well, I don't know what pareidolia is, but that's a face. It's like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> that's what pareidolia is. <laughs> Well, you know, I have no, to tell that, you, I, that's not a that's not a face. That's that's Paranoia. that's low resolution. That's low resolution, and that could be whatever you want it to be. If you want it to be Jesus Christ, that will be Jesus Christ. That's dust. Well, 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 what do you mean? Well, this is what pareidolia is. It's your it's your mind trying to make sense out of nothing, and it's it your mind uh, is looking for facial rec- recognition because that's the way it's made, yeah. and and if if and if it's seen, if it's seen, um, you know, nothing there, it's going to put something there because that's the way it is. Yep. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm <laughs> yeah. I you're write right. For, I'm wrong. Yeah. I God write bless for you. A, a, Have a nice day. A paranormal website that's not Paranormal Underground. Sorry, Cheryl. Um, but I also write for Paranormal Underground. And one of my jobs there is to answer questions and comments that people have. And one of the articles was written long before I ever started writing for them because I pretty much put a stop to this. Um, (laughs) And it's about the different colors of orbs and their meanings. And I get more questions and comments from people on that one than any other. And repeatedly, I mean, in every comment I've answered, it is, uh, you know, this is what orbs can be. Orbs in photographs are almost never anything other than an artifact. No, there aren't faces in the orb. The color has to do with the reflection or the, the coating on your camera lens, not the... <laughs> You know, not not any mood or anything. And I answer these questions over and over, and people can see everybody else's yeah, comments. I, yeah, I don't argue with folks anymore. They just, yeah. they just low. Yeah, I, I unfortunately, it's my job. Yeah, they pay yeah, me I, too, so <laughs> you know. Yeah. Someday it'll get through, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I have a question about a picture I saw on your website. On my website. 
Yeah, the L. Yeah, the uh, L S S P I. I was on there checking all sorts of stuff out today. Um, uh oh, I'm in trouble now. There's a no. I was just <laughs> no. I found Probably. it very interesting. I found it very interesting because I know because I knew that you were your mentor was Lloyd. Um, in fact, I just emailed him a while back because I missed his one class, so he sent me a whole bunch of secret stuff I have to go through. But um, oh, did he, he send you the secret squirrel stuff? The yeah, all the secret Lloyd squirrel stuff. stuff. Yeah, all the secret Lloyd oh. stuff. All the Lloyd propaganda I got to go through. It's awesome. Um, oh, but, he gave you the propaganda stuff? Uh-huh. little zip oh, folder I'm full of goodies. I'm, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm sorry. It's all right. We'll sift through it. But uh, there was a picture. You got you to by... take this Haunted by Chocolate class, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Huh? Oh, Lord. All right. Wait, you wait, know, wait, wait, makes, wait. He makes chocolates. <laughs> he, he became a chocolatier. Yeah, he became a chocolatier, oh, and he makes yeah. these chocolates. It just kills me because oh, I did an interview with him, too. and he I had to write about it, but I'm allergic to chocolate. So. Well, I'm a diabetic, so I don't want to hear about chocolate. chocolate. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's a chocolatier well, so, now. So, so, is, so is he. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should be making chocolate, does, then. <laughs> does, it doesn't stop him. No. Uh, yeah, it's no, his I passion. Know. That's okay. It is his passion, and he's so good at a, it, too. So, wait, uh, there's a picture, and it's uh, by the railroad tracks. Um, it looks like a, some kind of anomalous figure to the left of the frame. Um, I don't know if you yeah, know what I'm talking yeah, it about. Looks, what, yeah, what? it looks like it looks like a little girl holding a teddy bear or something like that. Yeah, because I mean, because I'm looking at the you know, because I look at the railroad track sign, it's really bright. Like I don't know, if flashes were going off it or whatever. Yeah, that was sent to us by yeah, that was sent to us by somebody. We we kept it up there because it looked interesting. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, because it's uh, like I, I was to me. I was thinking, well, maybe the light from the railroad track was projecting that thing to the left. Because I mean, angle is correct and everything. So I was just curious of what it was. So yeah, I have no clue what it is. It was sent to us okay. by somebody. We never claimed it was a ghost, but it was. Uh, um, you know, it was really interesting to us. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you have any idea what it could be, or what what you think it might be, or if any of your listeners have any idea what you think it might be, mm-hmm. feel free. You know, yeah, because when I was looking at it, it looked like really bright. Like, I don't know if they were shining light on the railroad sign, because you can see how bright it is. And if you look yeah. at the angle, when it's to the left, it could have been like a, a flare off that sign that then got caught up through the camera lens, and it kind of projected that. Because if you look at the shape, the shape is kind of the same uh, as the sign, only it would be more angled. But, I mean, it kind of looked like the same shape, though, so I was just curious. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, we, yeah, we, yeah. Like I said, we got that. That was sent to us, a, you know, quite a while ago, and mm-hmm. we thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just put, we posted it just because we thought it was really interesting. So what? Um, what? Uh, tell us about some of your cases. Like what? What are the more interesting things you found in some of the cases? Because I read like you did the spaghetti warehouse, uh, Poppet's Way, old uh, times. Uh, was it old time? Spring was it Old Town Spring Old Town uh, stuff Spring. like that? So yeah. yeah, can you tell us like maybe give us uh, some examples of really, not really good you know solid evidence that you've that you've found? Kind of curious. <laughs> I'm curious. Ah uh, yeah, I have a poltergeist case that we worked we worked here um, a few years ago. The gentleman called me, and um, it was a he was claiming that something was uh something was throwing stuff at him and um he was seeing things and things were things were um how do I explain this? 
his little boy was uh, seeing something in his closet and uh, went over to his house and started talking to him and he as I started to talk to him he started having a circle with a line going through it Mm -hmm. started showing up on his leg right in front of our face and found that really odd Mm -hmm. and at another point in time I had gotten bitten on my back which was really a trip bitten? bitten it felt like a bee sting my my back shoulder started getting numb and then it felt like a bee sting and then I had somebody uh, take a picture of it and it was the bite mark of a small child. Oh, interesting. I was going to ask if there were teeth marks or it looked like teeth yeah, marks. Yeah, it was teeth marks. And having talked to him, I got him to the point that he started telling me that something had happened to him in um, a church camp when he was younger and couldn't get him back any farther than that other than there was an adult that had looked like that might have done something to him at a younger age. And it seemed like that any time that anybody that showed any type of, um, like, like a, um, a leadership role was attacked. And hmm. I had another, I had another, um, person, well, another an investigator that was doing some work in uh, a closet in the back. He was reaching into the closet, and he came out, and he got he got burned. What looked like burning, like burns marks on his arm. Mm-hmm. Well, bur- burn marks. Well, burn is like anger. Okay. And you know, PK, and so that was anger uh, directed towards him for some reason. You know, the bite mark is aggression. And um, in that case, I worked that case for like about a year, year and a half. Um, he had he had a, a, a um, he called me one night and told me that they had to leave the house because they had a mass that ended up showing up in the house and it was just a mass. It wasn't, didn't have any shape or form, but, um, it just showed up and, uh, chased him out of the house. Only happened once. Hmm. Uh, that w- but nothing's happened in that house, uh, since, uh, Oh, been a while now. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's uh, since uh, gone through some uh, some counseling and stuff and worked the stuff out, and uh, he's been doing good. Interesting. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, to I mean, uh, I'm not giving you a lot of particulars because I no, I, it's I okay. Identify. 
Yeah, that's fine. But but that's I mean but that's one. Um, yeah. I've had uh, I had another lady that that she uh, had what looked like water showing up in her in her house and uh, had something to do with um, an issue with an ex-husband and she kind of I'm trying to remember exactly that I don't have I don't have notes in front of me so please mm-hmm. bear with me. All right. This goes back to she had a house that was she divorced she okay, she divorced her husband and the house that she had um, they caused she feels the she feels caused the divorce okay and he also I want to say but also he was also very abusive to her okay and but she felt like that when they got divorced um, she felt like it was her fault but when she divorced him she kept the house for a while and she felt like that whatever was in the home I felt like she blamed her herself because when they bought the house uh, she felt like that it was her fault and then she kind of felt like it took she um, she manifested her her guilt onto herself and she felt like she was taking on that guilt onto herself and punishing herself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when she sold the house, she felt like whatever was there in the home, she brought with her to the apartment and the punishment still continued in the house. And it was a sec- it was sexual in kind. Mm-hmm. And she could feel that punishment still continuing. She called me, and whenever she felt that punishment starting, rain would happen. It was when she would call it rain. What it was, it was condensation in parts okay. of the house. Rain is depression and sadness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I told her that she needed to go to church and make amends. She went to church to make amends. And she said that it was working for her. And I haven't really heard from her too much since. But she said it was working for her. So. Good. That was the last I heard from that case. Wow. That sounds like a pretty intense one. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So I have a question from, I think it might even be Cheryl's question. Have you ever heard of the Lindsay Street Poltergeist case? And if so, what do you think about it? I have not heard of the Lindsay Street Poltergeist case. There you go. (laughs) Neither have I. It's okay. So, um, poltergeist cases. Um, let's. I, I, I'm going to ask you to ballpark here because clearly, you know, you don't know for sure. But when you get called in for a haunting 
or what well, somebody it, thinks. It, it seems like most most of the cases I work these days for like the last, uh, I would say probably the last five or ten years have been poltergeist cases. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I I actually folks call folks folks call me poltergeist Pete now. <laughs> uh, well, no, because I I actually find that that um that tends to be at least a very big factor in whatever is going on in the house is uh, it, we tend to get called into where there's a lot of emotional turmoil or um, repressed stuff too, and I see that a lot. So I'm always curious to know how how much other people see it as well. Well, well, these days and times that we're in now, we're under a lot of stress and strain sure. these days. I think that a lot of people tend to hide or tend to um, hold in a lot of uh, a lot of emotion these days. So, yeah, I wouldn't. It doesn't surprise me that there's a lot of poltergeist activity these days. But also, too, you know, a lot of religions out there too. Um, you know, uh, folks see things a lot differently in different religions. Sure. Um, you know, um, so there's a lot of misidentification uh, of poltergeist activity uh, due to religion. I mean, you know, and I'm not trying to pick on any religion, so please no. keep, keep it. So, folks, please keep your hate mail to yourselves. Uh, but, <laughs> but, because you know, he like, won't you know, answer like, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'll, no, I will. I'll answer. Okay? I'll, wait. I will. I'll answer. No, I truly, I, I, no, I will. I will. Um, but, um, you know, like for the, you know, so like the Catholics, you know, um, you know, um, you know, you have, uh, you have, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, with, you know, with the devil stuff, you know, um, you know, I'm, you know, me personally, I'm not a big devil guy. Okay. But because me, I you mean, know, personally, I, you know, I believe you have to put, um, you know, you have to put power into something to have to give it to give it power over somebody. But that's my mm-hmm. personal belief, and I respect everybody's belief, so I'm not putting anybody's belief down. But um, you know, but uh, when next, you know, with um, with demonic possession, um, you know, PK active, you know, PK um, poltergeist activity can look like. Um, demonic activity but it's not now i'm not saying that there's not things that we don't know about but 99 percent of the time there are other answers for things that you know that one percent of the time you know i'm not saying that once you don't go through um everything and uh, you know you look you, you go you know you go through your uh your physiology, your medicinal, uh, your parapsychology, um, your medical and all that stuff, and you're left with that 1%. I'm not saying not to go and talk to your priest. But go through everything first before you go and talk to your priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is because Annalise Michelle, I use that as my prime example, um, had temporal lobe epilepsy. And which causes religious hallucinations. And that poor girl was tortured. She didn't die by devil. She died by epilepsy, but she died by starvation. Mm-hmm. If she would have taken her medication, she would have survived. Now, if she, you know, if she took her medication, 
she would have probably survived going through all all of that, you know, all of the ordeal. She probably would have survived going through the exorcism. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, a lot of misidentification that happens quite a lot too and my other question was like when we're talking about poltergeist cases and such mm-hmm. do you ever do you ever find where there's a mixture of more than one phenomena in other words poltergeist activity with a, a standard traditional oh. what they would consider haunting oh, oh, oh all the time all the time okay. It's, okay it's not it's not always just one i mean mm-hmm. um I, i've come across many cases that uh, you'll have poltergeist activity, and uh, the biggest one is usually poltergeist activity, and then you'll have a lot of residual stuff. Mm-hmm. Us being uh, us being humans, um, we always uh, leave our imprint in our environment. Right. Uh, you know, um, I mean, that's just what we do. You know, happy, mm-hmm. sad, all of our emotions are left in our environment. So, um, so I mean, it's not it's not even uncommon for us to leave our imprints and leave. We can leave a living ghost mm-hmm. um, if the imprint is hard is is, um, is strong enough. Um, I mean, you being a medium, uh, I'm sure you could probably walk through even where you're living and probably pick up something that uh, is strong enough that you've left, mm-hmm. or your fam- or your family's left. Right, or yeah. see yourself, or see a family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a definitely. that's a that's a living ghost. Mm-hmm. Now you were. I, I mean, I, saw... I had I had a I had a case in Dallas mm-hmm. one time that uh, that 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 the imprint was so strong on a uh, on on a, on a case that this lady was seeing a little girl in their bathroom crying, and she brought us up there. And I brought a medium in one time, and it ended up being that the little girl that they were seeing was her. That she that she was being a, she was abused by her stepfather, and mm-hmm. the the little girl was her. Wow! And that was it was her living ghost. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. That was a cool. that was a trip yeah. to me. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's pretty trippy. And I've heard of things like trippy. that before. Yeah, I've heard of things like that. I have a friend who swears she haunts her own house. So, yeah, I get it. Pretty yeah. cool. I mean, not cool the girl was being abused or anything, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, definitely it's, interesting. It's sad, it's sad though, that you, that, though, that you, you know, that you're actually seeing yourself being abused Yeah. Um, again, you know. And yeah. It, yeah. Well, so do you think, I mean, so is that just energy? Is it a recording? Is it a fracturing of the spirit or the soul? What, what is that? That's, that's a recording of that event. Okay. Um, in the, in that area. I mean, it's, and it, the energy was so strong. Your psychic self is picking up what happened. And it was, I mean, and she, see, and she was seeing it. It was so solid. It was, she was seeing it, her psychic self. Hmm. So Chad wants to know if that could be what doppelgangers are. Then mm, doppelgangers are uh, um, are uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to explain that honestly. Doppelgangers are supposed to be uh, are, are are doubles that are mm-hmm. are so strong that the person would see a second of you, and that, mm-hmm. I, I think that has to be something along the lines of a uh, like a parallel universe thing. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say, like different dimensions, and it kind of like it kind of overlaps, and you can see yourself, you know what I mean, a different area. I would say th- I would say something about maybe uh, you know when the veils are thin, you're seeing two worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, yeah, because I was just uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and they said that. Uh, they had saw someone looked exactly like me in in Canada, uh, and I was like, "Really?" And they're like, "No, exactly like you." So it just kind of like totally freaked me oh out. My God, there's <laughs> two of you. I know it's bad enough. It's bad enough. There's one of me, and neither of them will come to visit. So there you go. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Thanks, guys. Oh, now one of you is they enough. Pay, they paid me to way. say that. Yeah, Did they pay of, you to say that? One they of you is enough in a very good way, Chuck. It's all good. So, <laughs> Peter, we have actually, I, I, I love having you on the show, and I remember why we wanted to have you come back now. Um, but we are actually at the point um, where it is time for you to shamelessly self-promote, tell people how they can find you, you know, all the good stuff. Okay. Um, it's uh, www dot lssi dot org or redoakhypnosis dot com and um, you can uh, get a hold of me there. You can send me emails. You can uh, send me hate mail. You can do whatever. <laughs> you won't get okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna compose some really good hate mail later. No. I wouldn't. Um, I will answer. I swear I will. I know. Well, it's a pleasure having you on the show as always. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah. And, you know, you are welcome back anytime you got anything cool coming up. You let Cheryl know she's uh, she's pretty good at getting people scheduled. Well, thank you. I I, I enjoyed myself. I I look forward to uh, coming on again if you'll have me. Well, of course we will. Will we have them, Chuck? Sure. Of course we will. Of course we will. Of course we will. He's making making fun of the way I Lose his number, man. Lose his number. (laughs) (laughs) And next time we have you on, next time we have you on, we're going to talk about more about evil vacuums when you're here. Okay. Oh, they suck, man. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. And with that, you guys, Peter James Hamlin, thank you so much for coming on. You have a fantastic rest of your week. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, you too. Thank All you. Right. Good Thanks. night. All right. Good well, night. I, yeah, I remember why we invited him back now. That was fun. He's he's a fun guy, and he, he has some great information. And, um, you know, he works with Lloyd, who is just a really, really good mentor for him, mm-hmm. So um, for anybody. And I can't believe you have a whole secret Lloyd file now. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to it yet because, you know, I tried to take his class, and then, uh, you know, he said, send this thing in. We'll send you an email where to go. And then I never got it. I go, oh, I just got dissed by Lloyd. What did I talk to him? Because he's friends with me on Facebook. So then I go, all of a sudden he goes, hey, if you miss this, Chuck, here, here's like all the stuff. Just don't share it. I'm like, woohoo. So I download all this stuff. So now I have to read it all. So you do. You do. There yes. will be a quiz. Yes, I know. He'll probably, yeah. You know, because I know he's had, he has other classes coming up. So, but I find that stuff interesting. I don't hundred percent agree with everything all the time, but then who does? You know what I mean? But I do find it. Um, I do find some of it very uh, uh, a different thought process and very interesting. Yeah, I well. agree with everything everybody ever says. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I am. 
Oh my God! So, uh, hey, Shell. Hey, Shell. Hey. Oh, Shell's oh, mic's not on. My mic oh, is not on. It was up on top of her head. <laughs> we thought, Chuck, Chuck, can, Chuck can tell I'm like texting. I'm getting phone calls and texts like it, during the like, show. She's ignoring the show because she's Miss Famous Lady, and also, sure, I'll just talk to you. Um, All right. It was my son, and I hadn't heard from him on his weekly call, <laughs> which of course made me go into mom panic. Cheryl, yes. would understand. Oh, I understand. When he's supposed to call every Thursday, and he hadn't called, so I just texted him and said, "Let your mom know you're alive. I don't care if you didn't call. Just let me know." So he called to tell me he was alive. <laughs> so when you saw me answer the phone, it was me picking it up and him saying, "I'm alive." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> what you doing? What you doing? Gotta answer that Cheryl's call. Gonna- and then Cheryl, you're trying to talk with the mic on top of your head. Yeah. You're like, I, love, love, I don't know what you're saying. Sorry, but it's uh, like hurting cats. Hurting yeah. cats are doing stuff. <laughs> no, I just wanted to ask about the magazine and you know, you know that kind of stuff. What's oh, going on? What's happening? Um, yeah. yeah, our latest our our latest issue is the February issue. Um, we're working on March now. You guys are cracking me up. <laughs> Um, and the Feb issue is another great one, if I do say so myself. Um, yeah, I think you just did. I just did, didn't I? I, I went there. Did. And I um, only, I, did I get you an article for February? I don't think I did. No. Did I you March? are, you know what's sad is our February is completely missing you, Karen. I know, completely. and that's so unusual. That's very unusual. That never happens. Yeah, um, but that's because January was kind of a hellish yes, month. You know, told, <laughs> so, you know. Well, you almost died, so we understand. I did almost die, and then my yeah. uncle did die, so, you yeah. know. Aww. Well, I guess that, that that covers it then, yeah. Yeah, so that was January. Yeah, January. Okay, but we, but you're going to be in the next issue, March, which we're working on now. But um, if you want to check out February, you can go to Paranormal Underground. Uh, what is our website? Paranormal Underground at dot net dot, at, dot net dot. What, what? I'm like out of it tonight. Um, Cheryl, how long, how long did we have this website? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like eight years. Folks, like eight really, years. For us to know. How hard is it? Paranormal Underground dot net. Thanks, Chuck, for. And no problem. For since nineteen eighty seven. Whoops. Two thousand seven. Wow, you've been around that long? Oh, yeah, you go girl. I don't know where I was at. When she had the Madonna bow uh, and yeah. the big hair and she wore the one glove with the <laughs> yep. with oh, the, uh, the lace. No yeah, and they call her Lynn. Hey, Lynn, what's up, baby? I must be flashing yeah. back. I actually graduated high school in 1987. See, this this is on. what happens when <laughs> Cheryl hangs around me and Karen. You are that much younger than me than I thought then, because I graduated in 84. No, I'm not that I much got, younger than you, Karen. I got married in 87. Oh, mm-hmm. very nice. Hey, I did too. One you time. Did. <laughs> yeah. One time, yeah. We're not going to get into that again, are we? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Well, anyway, I if, told you if, about the first two. if if someone yes. is still out there listening and they want to read the magazine, they can go to paranormalunderground.net. Um, also, we are going to be going back to um, putting up um, an online version of the magazine via issue.com. Now, we're still going to, if you, if you want to download a PDF to peruse at your leisure, you can still purchase one on our website. But if you want to just pull it up online and, and view it right there online, you can go to issue.com. And we have issues up going back um, several years, but we are going to be updating them to our current issues. So look for that. Yeah, you can also purchase them 
it, like I do in print. Yeah, you can and purchase them in print. Here's the good thing about yes. um, all of the archive stuff of Paranormal Underground. It is evergreen stuff, and that's something yeah. that we writers use evergreen. It means yes. it's, it's content that it is not dated. It, no, oh. it's 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 continually it's, awesome. It's as applicable today as it was, you know, yes, four, year, four or five years ago. Evergreen. Yeah. You guys, you guys are all using really big words, man. You're confusing me. Applicable, evergreen. It's a evergreen. tree here in Washington State. Well, I know we it's a lots tree. Of them. Oh, my Lord. Yes. It's yes. also a song by Barbara Streisand. I believe it's from A Star is Born. What? Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Are there any other factual things you want to give me? Cheryl, Karen, anything? Anything I don't know, maybe? Huh? No, and Jim's not here to come in and start spewing facts this evening. So, <laughs> otherwise, he would. He would be here right, right now. Bree's spewing them right now. Says, watch La Bamba in '87. Wow. Watch Ghostbusters in '84. Oh yeah, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Never seen it. Oh, never seen it. How how sure. can you not see? I Ghostbusters? know every every what person. Wrong every, with you? Every paranormal investigator I know who knows this about yes. me just absolutely berates me for it. I don't know. <laughs> It's good. It's a it's a funny it's it a funny a, movie. One and two are awesome. It's very good. They're both good. Yes, they are. And I've Slimer, seen. I've I seen mean. parts of it. Yeah. You've seen, seen parts you of mean, it. How do you see parts of something? Because we, like, I'll walk in and Jim will have it on TV and I'll stand there uh, for a minute or two and then I'll be like <laughs> and walk out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> you just went huh, to Ghostbusters. Wow. Oh, we're gonna have a talk. I'm not. I'm affair. not a big watching person i would rather read a book than watch a movie or t or watch tv or something seriously yeah wow i'm a tv yep. i'm a tv junkie man i was just so talking about how no i'm sorry i was just gonna say i was just talking about how i, I love the a team you know i like a lot of 80s shows yeah. i know they're campy and all but i love them man i like I Mr. Too. T. I pay you fool. I pay I you know, Cheryl, Cheryl's been hearing me on this show for how many years whenever anybody brings up a movie i'm like yeah i haven't seen that yeah yeah, I haven't seen that. I'm just not a big I'm not a big pop culture person. I you know, I'd rather read a book. And I read lots of books, so Yeah, well I know Cheryl I know Cheryl is, right? Cheryl, you're you watch T V and you're you're movie junkie, aren't you? I am a movie junkie and I used to be a TV reality T V mostly junkie, but now I don't watch a whole lot of T V. You know so, uh, Cheryl, Cheryl, I have to tell you though, I, I yeah. will tell you guys and like anybody listening so i do have a secret guilty pleasure however what is it it's the bachelor Ooh, it's oh, yes, oh seriously i had never watched an episode of the bachelor <laughs> until i started i they have this hulu series i think it's a hulu <laughs> series and it's uh, a takeoff on the bachelor now i can't remember what it is um but it's like a, a satire of The Bachelor, and it was so freaking funny. And so I thought, I wonder if the show is really like this. So I started watching it, and it was totally like the satire, except that they were taking it seriously. <laughs> and so I actually watch it to hear really stupid people because they're none of them are very smart say really yeah. stupid things, and it cracks me up. I I watch it as a comedy. It's my well, guilty yeah, pleasure. It's always like I'm going to marry this guy, and he'll oh, be with my journey. Yeah. And two weeks later, in the news going, uh, they broke up and she punched him in the face and they yeah. threw a ring at him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's total trash. It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> it is hilarious uh, that these people think that they're going to know each other for six weeks on a TV show and fall in love. 
a TV series. I'm a T. Uh, I'm a movie junkie, and I yeah. love TV show. I'm a TV show freak. Yeah, that's what I am. I'm a freak. Like Bob just mentioned, Sanford and Sons. Come on, dun, 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 dun. I'm coming, Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm coming <laughs> to see you, Elizabeth. Yeah, there you go. See, you knew that. Yeah. You, I mean, because oh, my because so back in the 70s and 80s, and this might be why I don't watch a lot of movies or TV is because when I was um Chuck, your video went off again. Anyway, yeah. back in the no, uh, back in the on. 70s. Oh, turn it off and turn it back on. I can see off him. Oh, it's gone uh, now for me too. It's gone because he turned it off. Anyway, but okay. back in the 70s and 80s, my parents would only let us watch a half an hour of TV a night, oh. and so. I think that might be why I'm not a big TV person now is because we weren't allowed to watch very much. Well, what's your excuse about movies? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Because they're expensive. I'll watch them like (laughs) when they come out later. Maybe I watch them like on on demand and I'll watch them on Netflix. Like right now I'm watching House of Cards on Netflix, the third season. Just say seriously, Netflix is like, what, $7.99 a month or something like that? No, I have Netflix and I watch like Orange is the New Black and I watch House of Cards and I mean, sometimes I'll just be in the mood to do nothing else, and so I'll watch, like, um, for a day, I'll sit and watch uh, s- TV shows on Netflix. Okay, by the so, way, can you can you see me now? Can you see me? I noticed you panicked during the show. You, like, no, swore. No, I didn't. You yell at me, you go, damn it, Jack, I can't see you. I'm like, well, all right, I'm still here. You can hear yeah, me. Yeah, but the reason is because is we don't we tend not to talk over each other when we see each other. I think because it's a calming I, effect. I think you just want to see this lovely mug right here, baby. Actually, what it is is it's really trippy to watch you spin around me. <laughs> like little tweety birds. Like someone <laughs> punched me in the head and the little tweety birds and stars. That's not me. Thing. That's you. <laughs> that's you spinning. It's not me. I'm standing still. Right, Cheryl? Cheryl can see I'm standing still. You are. You're still. Thank you. You know, mm-hmm. if you really want to trip me out, you guys should start doing like this. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so Karen, what, uh, is that, you're like, have you ever oh my done God. that to a really drunk person before where you stand in front yeah. of them and they're really drunk and oh, you yeah. sway I, it back? Yes. <laughs> I do it all the time. Oh, my God. Every time we have a party. Every time we have a party. Yes. Because <laughs> everybody here gets drunk. I don't drink, right? So I'm the straight guy at the drunk party. It's entertainment for me. I swear to God, it's better than television. And I walk up to someone like right here, and I'm going, so, uh, how's it going? You feel, uh, is everything going? And they're like, oh, are you moving? I'm like, no, I'm not moving. What are you talking about? I'm swaying right in their face. It's great. It's awesome. As long as they don't puke on you, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Kind of douses the mood when they vomit all over your face. Yeah, hey, I guess we better talk about upcoming shows since we only have a couple minutes left. I do see that. I see that April second is going to be a very special show. Yes. Are you excited? I am. Yeah. Why? What's April second? What's going on? Share. My buddy's coming on. (sighs) Shayla Rand, Silver Moon Medicine. I love her. (laughs) She's the best. I know. Well, now isn't next week? You're not here with me, are you? No, that's because we're doing the Tom thing, and I realized that I'm not going to be here back in time for the show. Even um, like, to, I might be able to be here towards the end or something, but I just no. So you have you have some special guest helpers, right? Yes. Who, who do I have, Cheryl? I have two lovely ladies, don't I? Um, is it Miss Jessica P and Mrs. Oh my gosh! I just blanked. I'm sorry. Um, I, I think Cheryl's making up guests now, folks. But that's okay. I am. It's Nancy Laporta. Nancy. And 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 Kalina Smith. 
Wait, yeah. I have the list up. I thought you meant, through. I have the list up. I'm sorry, I thought you meant you're having a couple <laughs> of co-hosts on. Now, Nancy's oh, no, no, our no, guest, no, no, I, right? No, no, it's just me and the two guests, just me and the two ladies. Oh, okay. I thought uh, Kalina was your co-host for the week. I didn't realize she was a second guest. Oh, no, she's going to be a second guest. I'm gonna, oh. Well, they'll probably just browbeat me anyways because it's the two lady psychics versus me, so yeah. I'll probably lose yeah. on this one. I, and which is why I'm hoping to get back in time for the second half of the show so that I can <laughs> so open up and browbeating too. you. So yeah. you can see me all get beat up and cornered by ladies. Wonderful. That sounds like fun, folks, doesn't it? You can see yeah. Chucky e. G get beat up by psychic we ladies. Like, we have like two minutes left. Oh, what else is coming yeah. up, Cheryl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what else is coming up? Okay. Um, March 19th, we're talking with Bruce Orr, paranormal investigator. He's a retired criminal investigator, and he is the author of Ghosts of the USS Yorktown um, and other paranormal titles. He's also written an article for a February issue on a um, I want to say it was an 18-month study that he did aboard the USS Yorktown on paranormal events and um, some of the findings on how they uh, relate to the lunar cycles. Cool. All right. So uh, that's all we have time for to talk about. Um, but we have other great guests coming up. Yes. Um, so, hey, come back next week at 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, 10 p.m. I have to do math in my head, 7 plus 3, <laughs> 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal yeah, Underground Radio in the dark on the Hazy Radio Network. You guys have a fantastic week or two weeks in my case, and we'll talk at you next week. Well, Chuck, well, okay, good, good night. night. Good night. Good night. If you'd like to be again Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 